You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 70 with Emily Party. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, we are back with Emily Party. She's a family counselor, and we are finishing up our three-part marriage series today, ending on recapturing romance. So if you missed last week or the week before episode, we were talking about recapturing communication and recapturing friendship. So if you missed those, make sure to go back and listen to those after this episode because you guys will love it. Are you in a workout rut or need an eating plan, but you have no idea where to begin? You guys, if you heard episode 64 with Heidi Powell from Extreme Weight Loss, you would have heard that they have created a new app and it is pretty amazing. So what makes this app so amazing? It has all kinds of styles of workouts to fit any level and preference. They break it down into three different categories, at home, physique, and cross training. In the at-home program, you don't even need to have any equipment. You just use your body weight. But if you happen to have a bench, equipment, and a ball, you can totally do the body sculpting program. But what is really great about this app is their nutrition program. This app is super amazing and there is nothing like it out there. So when a user signs up and gives all their biometrics, goal weight, and selects a program, they build a nutrition macro plan just for them. So you guys, if you're interested in this app, make sure to go check it out at thetransformapp.com. All right, let's go to the show. Emily, thank you so much for coming back on the show for part three of the marriage series. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. So you guys, if you missed the last two weeks, head on over there and listen. We are talking about recapturing communication and recapturing friendship. And so today we are going to be talking about recapturing romance. And so Emily, like you know, I normally talk about vacation spots and where people like to travel as my icebreaker, but I am changing it up for the marriage series. And so since we're talking about recapturing romance, is there anything that you like to do um, in particular to keep the romance alive in your relationship? Well, sure. Uh, I'll keep it PG for now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, one thing that is going to be the super corniest answer ever, but hug, hug, the daily hug Mm, and and the intentional uh, kind of before we part for the day. And then when we greet each other uh, is to embrace and take a deep breath and hold it, you know, and just be able to kind of re-regulate and set the tone for the day, for the evening, either way that Okay. Okay, babe. We're back. We did it. Hello. I remember you. You know, and, I love you. Yeah. That, yes, that little spark of like, okay, I, yes, I'm back in your arms. Um, and it's really hard to, uh, to, you know, get mad at somebody if you're hugging them or, you know, or yeah. to stay frustrated yeah. if you've had a bad day. And so, okay, he is kind of my reset button to hug and breathe and let go and remember, ah, oh, this, this man is by my side no matter what. Yeah, um, I've heard that before, you know, like the whole hug. And I I feel like it does make a big difference. And Mm -hmm. it's so easy to kind of overlook that, especially when we have kids, right? And it's Uh, like, they and then they come in the door and you're in the middle of dinner. And 
Um, you know, it yep. doesn't sound like something that would be challenging, but it definitely is. And sure. it's very easy to just not even happen, especially like as you're trying to like dole out food onto the table and you're like, stop <laughs> yeah. hitting your sister. Like, okay. You know, um, so, yep. so would you say that you're pretty consistent with doing that? We, we are. And, and I will say, I give him the credit for that. I will say he's the one who can come in, drop Aww, the bags and yeah. just, and just take me and refocus That's me. So and, oh yes. Oh, hi. Uh, yep. <laughs> That's yep, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause would you be like in the middle of like the dinner like scenarios, oh, yes. like what I'm the, saying? Yes. The witching hour. I call oh, my it, right? Gosh, like yes. between after school and him coming home, it's, it's crazy. And everything hits the fan. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, so you do you have any date ideas that help you connect in this way as well? Like, you know, besides the hugs, like that, like kind of trigger you to be like, think more romantic. So, you know, at la- last week we were talking about the friendship and you guys watching your mm-hmm. films. Is there something that you like to do? do more or have that come to mind that you're like, okay, this is a little bit, um, you know, ignites the whole romance. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of, uh, just to keep it easy for people that the date in and the date out, right. To have different expectations and to be able to kind of, uh, set the mood inside, you know, and be able to say, okay, kids are in bed. Now we're going to delay dinner and and it's uh, sort of Spanish style, right. Where it's like, okay, it'll be 9 p.m., you know, way too late for a regular meal. Um, crack a bottle of wine and and we love to just, you know, kind of do the indoor picnic thing and get some, uh, you know, appetizers as the meal sort of thing, watch a favorite film um, and sort of just own own that, that night. That's sort of our, our default go-to indoor stay home <laughs> date, right? Yeah. Um, and then, to go out, you know, is to, to keep expectations low, right? <laughs> That's uh, a key word right there. Low. Say, keep it low. <laughs> low. Yeah. And to be able to say, if we're just getting out of the house, we've already had a great date, right? To be able to say, we've got the sitter, or we've asked the favor of the friends to, you know, watch the kids for the night, uh, to be able to get out. And it doesn't have to be a fancy meal. I'm, I love food. I'm a foodie. So, uh, kudos to, you know, when we get out to, you know, people going out and having the, the pricey meal. I love that. Uh, but really just being able to um, go to a new part of town and hold hands and walk around and window shop is one of our favorite things to just kind of explore our city um, and maybe stop in one little place to like get a cupcake or get a cup of coffee or something like that. Um, I really love to kind of just uh, be local and kind of rediscover a new little pocket of town. And, and we live in Nashville. And so there's always, it seems like a great opportunity to kind of keep discovering new little areas here. But, but I think most locations, wherever you are, there's probably somewhere you haven't spent a lot of time and you can, you can hold your spouse's hand and rediscover a new little angle of your neighborhood too. Well, yeah. And you know, um, you realize when you're with the kids, you're not really holding hands because you're holding yeah. their hand, right? right. Or, and so, or the sippy cup. Yeah. Or something. I mean, my, yeah, my yeah. three-year-old is always trying to offload her um, water bottle to me as I'm right. holding my water bottle. I'm like, uh, hello, you need to hold your water bottle. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah. Um, so when we are together without the kids, it's like we, we do make a point to hold hands. But mm-hmm. sometimes you forget to do it because you're so in autopilot of having 
to like manage the children to not run into the road. And so, sure. and then you're like, oh yeah, we can hold hands. Like there's no yeah. other children that we have to, you know, hold their hand. And so yeah. I totally get what you're saying. And, um, you know, being in Nashville as well, you know, <clears throat> the, uh, we have been enjoying Germantown uh, mm. more. We, we like the red bicycle. So people who are not from Nashville, if you come to Nashville, Germantown's a really great place to, yep. to go. There's great restaurants and they're reviving that area. And uh, red bicycle has great coffee and crepes. Um, but it's just like a nice, mm-hmm. um, you know, neighborhood to walk with like old trees and stuff like that. And um, there's this little Italian market um, that's just kind of like, tucked away and we kind of were walking and we weren't going to go in and then we're like, Oh, well, we're getting ready to head home. So we went in and, um, they make fresh pasta that they keep in the fridge and like, and, um, pasta sauces. And so we just picked some up to, you know, make later that day. Mm-hmm. And that was just so fun. Uh, Cause we don't live there, you know, where we live, we live in the suburbs and, right. and, and, you know, um, and we don't live like in a walking neighborhood to get to those kind of things. So that for us was a treat. And yeah. um, so we, like, I, so I know what you're saying. Cause I think that's part of the reason why I love to travel is kind of exploring new areas, new mm-hmm. restaurants, coffee places, places. So you can do that in your own hometown, you know, and get that same feeling if you kind of just, you know, go out of your comfort zone, don't go to your normal places, like I was mentioning before in the other um, episode. And I don't know, it kind of transports you to feel like you're somewhere far away. It does. It makes you a tourist in your own neighborhood. And yeah, I love that. yeah. And I and I, I and I do feel like it kind of brings up. And I feel like this also um, revives the friendship as well because it, it, it makes you think. Of course, with the romantic side, because it makes you feel like you're dating. But then also the friendship because it's like you're sharing that experience. Like you're like, oh, this is so fun, and and just checking that out. So I highly recommend, you know, people trying that it's like you know wherever you live mm-hmm. if you can go somewhere else walk around just kind of you know you know check it out as if you're a tourist like emily saying yeah. so i i think that's great um what is a restaurant so people you know like i said they may not live here but i feel like nashville is a great place to visit and there are a lot of people that listen to the show that are from nashville since yeah. you are a foodie what are um one or two places that you absolutely love and you would highly recommend to people Oh, well, I, I love, uh, Manit Chowan's new restaurant. She has a, a couple in town, but what is uh, that? Wait, Ch- so wait, it's okay. The Chowan masala and <laughs> ale house. Have you ever seen, have you ever heard of that? It's Indian. It's like decadent Indian food. Okay. So how do you spell that? Cause it's like Chowan. I, I'm like, I <laughs> yeah, can't even imagine uh, what you're saying. C H A U H A N. Oh, okay. So I'm probably butchering her beautiful name, sure. but okay. Um, the chef is named Manit Chowan, and it's the Chowan uh, Ale. I'm sorry, Masala oh. and Ale House. Okay, and it's uh, get the uh, um, there's a Golgappa shots there that are um, the appetizers that are amazing, but really amazing Indian food. Highly recommend. Um, the other thing I would say is uh, caviar and bananas. I want to go there. A yes. Really beautiful place. And it's not expensive at all. Mm. They have breakfast, lunch and dinner. And there's a little uh, market inside there. Yeah. Um, and you can get, uh, you know, order at the counter and get really good coffee. And it's just lovely. It's all everything is kind of black and white tile and gold. Yeah. And it looks it's cool. just very fresh looking and very cool and really good. Really yummy stuff there. too. So so. Have you gone there? What, yeah. what have you gone there for breakfast or uh, lunch? Breakfast. Or? Okay. Yeah, we went there for breakfast and, and it was really lovely. So 
I would highly recommend and it. That's and in, free free that, parking too. Oh, is that in um is that in downtown Nashville? Or where it is that located? On twenty first. If you um if you came from like Church Street and took twenty first towards Vanderbilt, oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you'd run straight into it. It's kind of this new little arts and building okay. um, where there's some new some new I I guess new uh, living spaces oh, there. Okay. But yeah, um yeah, but it's a That's really cool. beautiful little corner. Of and where's 21st, the Indian so. um place located? It is near Twelfth and Porter, somewhere oh, okay in that hood. In that hood, yeah. okay. Yep. <laughs> That's, no, those sound great. I, and um, it's caviar and bananas, right? It's that way, yes. not bananas. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's on my yeah. list to try out. So, you guys, if you're not from Nashville and you're coming, put that on your list. And if you do live here, go check it out. Make it a date night. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do think those are great. I I really do think like uh, people may think this is just crazy. Like listening to it, thinking, okay, yeah, trying out a new place or walking around. I. Re- <laughs> I can't, I can't like emphasize it enough. I do think it just yeah. transports you. I don't know. It's like really hard to explain if, if you haven't experienced that. So just trust us on this. So yeah, um, go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so today, as we are talking about recapturing romance, um, Emily, what, what would you say are some different views on romance? So, you know, I feel like kind of like similar with the friendship, how mm-hmm. you were saying that we really can't compare. I feel like romance mm-hmm. is such a a broad subject, right? You're kind of like, what does right. that even look like? And their romance may look very different to our romance. And, um, you know, some people may think, oh, I only feel romantic. Like some, you know, I feel like Todd has actually asked me this. Like, he, like in the past, like, he's like, do you even care about romance? Like, meaning like, does that, like, do you need romantic stuff? And then I right. was kind of just thinking, what is romantic, right? Like, I don't even, yeah. like, like, are you saying like, do I need a candle on the table and <laughs> red rose petals strewn, you know, strewn everywhere. No, I don't need that. But, but right, like, right. so, but I think that's only one aspect of being romantic. And so, and mm-hmm. I don't think I am that traditional romantic, what you think, like I, I'm not a red roses type person. So I feel like you kind of have to know probably what your romance is and it may mm-hmm. look completely different than someone else. Yep. So w- what would you say on that? Like, and, and people trying to compare or just feeling like they're getting let down and they're seeing somebody else getting, you know, the whole Julia Roberts, like, you know, uh, jewelry in the right. box and smashing your finger in there. Right. <laughs> right, right. What's your well, thoughts yeah, on that? <laughs> and, and of course I, you know, I grew up in the era of the Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, everything, right. Where it's just yep. the Nora Ephron script of life and looking for those, uh, meet cutes and whatnot, you know? Um, so yeah, I think there, there definitely are, are various levels of, uh, of passion and seduction that every couple is wondering where they are on that spectrum, right? And kind of uh, curious about the needs of their spouse and how important that is. And, and really that sort of lands into, uh, what many would, would call love languages and love languages of, of course, based on that Gary Chapman book, The Five Love Languages. Um, and we, we really do uh, value that and interpret that. And it really kind of breaks down into um, the five love languages are, you know, quality time. Um, uh, of course, I'm going to forget them on the spot here. Oh, communication. Uh, service. Yep. Yeah. Communication. Words of affirmation. Yep. Um, touch, physical yep, touch. touch. Yeah. And gifts. Gifts. Yep. And gifts is the other one. And so those are sort of... A, really nice categories to be able to kind of uh, use to be able to just talk about 
And, and a lot of people tend to have more than one. Um, but the, what's most important is just like you said, like, what does it mean to me? Right. And so right. whether you're talking about, uh, you know, actual, you know, love languages and talking about that book, or you're just really kind of investigative about, hey, what does it mean for myself and my spouse? And does that matter to them? Or, you know, what does this communicate if I buy you a dozen roses, right? What does this communicate to you? How do you feel if I wash the car, right? And so it's these kinds of conversations that we need to have when we look at at romance. And, and we look at, um, like I said, whether we're talking about passion or seduction or really just connection. And that's kind of what I want to uh, talk about romance uh, more thoroughly is in this underlying uh, uh, seeking true intimacy with our spouse. You know, that it, it really, when we look at what it comes down to, it isn't the stuff, you know, it isn't the, um, or the how many dates or, you know, that that's all scorekeeping and and comparing, you know, how many dates did they go on? Well, I guess we need to do that too. Uh, but it's really about what fulfills uh, for you and your spouse uh, this true intimacy that you're you're finding connection on a deeper level together. Yeah, I I think that's you know really good to emphasize that because I do feel like people are kind of like, well, you know, they do this or they do that, and you know, mm-hmm. some people feel like. It's only romantic if you're getting super dressed up and, right, you know, right. and um, I, I, yeah, I just feel like it can be a trap to, to make you kind of feel like um, you're not measuring up. And so, yeah. you know, and also you, we were talking about the five love languages, but also I feel like romance looks very different just between men and women. I mean, what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, part of that is uh, is the, the love languages of just kind of how that is interpreted. But, you know, in general, um, uh, men look at uh, romance as something, you know, that and this is, you know, sort of these sweeping sexist statements that sure. I'll have a yes. disclaimer about. Right. But, um, you know, they want to pursue they want to pursue their spouse. They want to make her happy. And and so romance is something that um, they want to be able to to give and supply and provide um, and so a lot of times that can be through uh, acts of service or working late or, you know, in different ways that, um, uh, you know, buying something or accomplishing something. Um, uh, and we don't necessarily interpret it that way. Right. right. And mm-hmm. so sometimes uh, we miss the romance or the, the getting gotness <laughs> yeah. uh, of of being wooed when really that's sort of uh, what's happening. And and women, you know, on the other hand. Uh, when we're, when we're being pursued, you know, sometimes we can be real rascally about it, right? Like, oh no, I don't look good in this dress or this old thing, right? It comes down to some of those stereotypes of, um, we have to deflect and we have to, um, reject a little bit sometimes to, to get him to pursue more or notice us in a way. And so, uh, that can be obviously very destructive sometimes, right? That if we're saying no, or putting ourselves down, uh, then then we're not uh, open and saying, yes, I agree with you. This is good. Keep doing this. I want this, right? And so sometimes we can be our own worst enemy in those situations where uh, we're, we're trying to stir up passion, but we're not actually nurturing romance. 
Right. Yeah. And I mean, and what it made me think about intimacy when you were talking about this, mm-hmm. um, what it would you say, because uh, I do feel like sometimes people could mistake romance with intimacy. Uh, so what yeah. is your thoughts between intimacy and romance when we're talking about all of this? Yeah. So I, I like to kind of compare it to this big uh, wheel or pie, right? That this intimacy pie has many different slices in it. And, uh, you know, sex is one of those slices, right? But when we say, you know, like, I'm being intimate with my spouse, a lot of times, uh, especially men, tend to jump to sex, right? In their minds, they're like, oh, yeah, we haven't had sex in this amount of time. Or, you know, or women get real tense up and think, oh, gosh, he's going to expect sex after <laughs> this, right? Yeah. And so that's where the conversation goes. And then you start comparing, like, uh, your sex life and, and, and how it is, you know, and that... And then uh, you've really shortchanged yourself because this whole rest of the pie, right, is made up of uh, trust, friendship, flirtation, uh, all these good feelings that come out of being vulnerable and getting deep with someone and being able to wholly trust your your body as well as uh, just your being together, right? That you're not just seducing uh, each other's bodies, but you're really seducing each other's souls, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we think of seducing a soul, you know, that this is a, a whole person and we're whole together, then this whole wheel, you know, that goes around uh, with this intimacy isn't just pursuing sex, that then it goes beyond that into, okay, then, you know, we're we're vulnerable together, wholly and completely, and then we trust one another. And then we, uh, we're motivated to then pursue each other and get to know and learn each other and understand one another, which then brings trust back into the friendship. Um, you know, and so like, round and around it goes. Then we, we flirt with one another and we go, you know, and the wheel moves forward. The pie is wholly complete uh, with many, many different slices uh, being made up parts of it. Yeah. And, you know, just, I think too, even being intimate, uh, with sharing your feelings, right? Like, exactly. um, not, a, and, uh, I, you don't think about that as being romantic, but I feel like what happens a lot of times, especially with having kids and just being busy, you find yourself not being as intimate in, in regards to having intimate conversations and, and kind That's of right. sharing how you're feeling and like what you need out of the relationship and maybe what you're not getting. And those are not obvious romantic things. But I think what happens is if you're not doing that, then the romance is going to start fizzling because either you're resenting each other or something because you're kind of like, well, I'm not even, you know, getting my needs fulfilled and whatever, because you're not being um, intimate with like sharing that information with one another. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like this when we say, Hey, go back to the first podcast and listen about communication again, right? Because right. yeah. communication is such a huge component of that intimacy pie, right? That that's a huge slice of it. And um, through, throughout the whole thing. And, uh, you know, well, people, when they uh, come to counseling, I'll say, you know, they're, there's a problem, right? You people don't necessarily sit on my couch uh, without a problem. Yeah. Usually, it's because <laughs> some some red flag has shown it, itself, and so um, you know if they those problems often come up in like, oh, well, we haven't had sex in a long time, or oh, we're just you know uh, I, we aren't going on enough dates, or you know they see something 
but then we look and say, oh, okay, there's another slice of the pie is off, right? It's never just, oh, well, you just need to go have more sex. You yeah, know, like right. that's not the intimacy problem. The intimacy issue is somewhere else in the pie. And so we look at communication, we look at trust, we look at feelings, right? Fears, not just the good sure, feelings, but right. fears and, and hopes and, and um, insecurities and all of those things as well. And so then as you're building that trust and getting deeper in that vulnerability, guess what? You feel really close to this person. You feel really like you can open up to them. And, and that's when, and of course, a, a healthy sexual bond uh, can be nurtured from that. And that's where all those happy feelings of, I want to pursue this person and I want to be pursued by this person uh, start to mingle and mix. And that's really where that romance idea, all those butterflies can get stirred up again. Yeah, exactly. Well, Emily, we're almost at the end of the show, but I was going to ask you, what what would you say as we like, you know, approach Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. our expectations that, you know, couples may have? Because I feel like this kind of mm-hmm. goes back to the whole, you know, um, comparing, right? There's some people and there's some couples that really do it up and they like, <laughs> they celebrate it on the day. Like they're not celebrating it on the weekend before the weekend, right. after, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and then one person doesn't care at all and thinks it's totally made up. And then the other person is like, oh my gosh, like you are not romantic at all. So, you know, as people are sitting <laughs> here thinking, okay, so, you know, as Valentine's approaches, um, what did your thoughts on this, like and, yeah. and how to navigate it all. Right. Well, this may be a very unsexy answer for this Valentine's Day, but if we can focus this year, you know, on uh, learning, right, on learning about your spouse, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus, that I'm gonna learn something new. And what I mean by that is really to be able to say, okay, my expectations for this is connection, right? That I want to find connection with my spouse, and so I might need to use this Valentine's Day to learn what I need and what my spouse needs. And so being able to start that conversation now and say, hey, what what does that look like for you? What do you need? Um, and how can I convey that to you? How do I best love you? How do you feel love from me? Right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of falls back to uh, that love language of of you know, if I buy you roses, will it, will you feel loved? Right. <laughs> or will yeah, you feel exactly. like I just checked that box and, you know, <laughs> we're moving on with the day. And yeah. so, um, really it's, uh, again, focusing on that connection, um, and, and being able to then have a real conversation now, not, not on February 15th when you're in tears <laughs> and didn't get your flowers. Exactly. Right? You know? Yes. And, yeah. and being able to say, okay, I might have to say, I really need a dozen roses and I want you to make reservations at this restaurant at this time. (laughs) And I might have to say what I really need this year. Right. But next time, you know, we're, we're setting a new paradigm for ourselves, a new expectation that, okay, this is what I need. And I've told you, and now we're, we're talking about it and we're openly communicating and that might be different uh, than we've done in the past. But you know, they, they always, always what I hear, you know, is like, but I, you know, I want him to just know, you know, and it's yes. Like, yeah. Well, that doesn't work that well. Know. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> yeah. work so well. Have yeah. the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, Say and, what you need. Yeah. And, and, and I was just thinking about like recapturing the romance, um, yep. after kids. And I just feel like there, 
Um, unfortunately, there's a lot more logistics that have to go into it. And yes. that does not feel romantic. Like, I totally get that. But I, <laughs> I feel like that has to happen kind of like what you're saying, like, you need to start talking about it now. And, and, you know, it can still be spontaneous in the sense of, letting your spouse know like, Hey, this is maybe these are a few restaurants that I would love to go to. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and you know, these are things that I would like, or, you know, that's reasonable, um, and give him the option to pick from those things so that he's winning and then you feel happy. And then also it's enough in advance. And you kind of just let him know like, Hey, so you need to cha- you need to take charge of the babysitter because like you were saying the day right. after okay now he, now he just feels like he's defeated and it's like now he has to wait till yeah. next year and and you don't want to spring this on him February 13th either because right. especially if you need a sitter so <laughs> yeah forget it yeah, yeah. so Set i think yourself up for success right That's exactly right. and then if you have little kids and small you know or a new baby that you can't leave um and you don't want to bring to the restaurant i think kind of like going back to what you were saying about um a picnic in you know, the house and inside picnic and just doing something that is fun, you know, that may not be what you have thought, but I think it's also just important to be realistic for what season of life you're in. I always, I always say this with like, really just understand the season of life you're in and that it won't always be like this. (laughs) That's right. It's, It's so every season is temporary, right? And so regardless of the hardships that you're feeling right now, the strain or stress that you're feeling, it is not forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's okay. And you can postpone Valentine's day. You'll wait till the in-laws visit in March and then right. yeah. establish Valentine's day, go out then or, you know, and have yeah. a night. So there's no rules, uh, you know, but have that conversation about, about what you need and how you want to connect and then really just make it your own. Exactly. Well, you guys, as we wrap up, make sure to join us over at the Mom Inspired Show uh, Facebook private group. And we would love to hear what you guys do to keep the romance alive. And feel free mm-hmm. to ask Emily any questions. Um, Emily, as we close, where can people find you on social media and your website? Absolutely. Thanks for asking. Our website is readynestcounseling.com. And you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at readynestcounseling. Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show and doing this three-part marriage series. I hope that everybody can just walk away having a little bit more information to kind of give their relationship a little kickstart in all those areas. Thanks so much, Amber. Hey, you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this three-part marriage series. If you have other topics that you would love to hear about, make sure you email me. You can go to mominspiredshow.com and then click the contact button, and that way you can email me, and I would love to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed the series, and I'll see you next week.